Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 270, episode four of Daily Zeitgeist, a wow. production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Thursday, January 12th, 2023, which of course means woo, National Marzipan Day, National Marzipan. Pharmacist Day. Shout out to your friend who has the pharmacological degree who gives you lean on the side. Also, National <laughs> Curried Chicken Day. Which sounds like a very like colonizer view of like Indian food, like National right. Curried Chicken Day, huh? <laughs> the one uh, meal that I'm allowed to, uh, that or I even think Thai food, good. whatever you can yeah. get specific, and then kiss a ginger day. Mm, also, seems problematic. Yeah, like what do you what do you got? I mean, was that like started by like some like a redheaded man? Probably. Like, you know what we need is a day where they gotta kiss me. <laughs> Oh, good work. Harry's uh, PR team is in full swing, you know. Oh yeah, yeah you're doing the work. I wonder if he's. I wonder if he's posting. Oh, you know what? Uh, it says Derek Forgy founded uh, the day in 2009 as an alternative, positive celebration of redheads' uniqueness, as opposed to another day that could often accelerate into bullying. This is that kid who always walks around like kissing everybody on the playground, just being like. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There was a, you had a kid like that. That you didn't have a kid who ran around kissing everybody in like, nah, like there was a there was a girl in my grade. preschool there was a little girl I remember at my preschool who did that yeah 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 that's what, I'm not saying like high school no 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 I mean I remember yeah there was like the kissy but there's only one person that really stuck out in my mind is like a little kissy yeah, yeah. kid like, I just have I have a very on. specific memory of like where I was when I was like dodging that kid <laughs> anyways shout out to Thomas Jefferson Elementary School. I thought you were going to say, shout out to Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) The kissy kid. Anyways, my name is Jack (laughs) O'Brien, a.k.a. Potatoes O'Brien, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. the D, the A, the D, the D, the Y, the D, the A, the D is daddy. Hold up, is daddy. Okay. Thank you you so much. So many well wishes coming from you. The AKAs are inspired. Shout out to Salvador Jolly for bringing back that old ditty featuring Neptune's beat, AKA. 
Uh, yes. Countdown that was a to Neptune birth. Song? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a that's a because Pharrell, Pharrell was doing the hold up is Diddy. Anyway, right. yeah, Diddy. you remember that? <laughs> I remember the beat being very good and Diddy. That know. album was not great. No, no, that's, no, no, no. That was the that was the time when like a, a bad boy album only had like like five out of ten tracks were good. Right. Well, we are thrilled, Miles, to be joined in our third seat by a very funny and talented podcaster, author, TV personality. She hosts the podcast. Allison Rosen is your new best friend, childish yes. and upworthy weekly. It's yes. Allison Rosen! Allison! Hello! Happy New Year! It's so good to be here. There yes. was no one in my school who was super duper kissy, super unless kissy? they just didn't want to kiss me. But I mm. think that I missed out on this pivotal rite of passage, A. B, I'm married to a quasi-ginger. He's, like, more brown than ginger, but still, he could, like, get in on this day. And C, I love marzipan. So this yeah. is the right show for me. What, well, a pharmacist? You have any pharmacists in your family, oh. friend group? Any pharmacists close to your heart, near and dear to you? I, no, but the day is young. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, right should I in. kiss a ginger pharmacist? Yes. Oh, two birds. There it is. One That's kiss. That's multitasking. <laughs> I like to get to know my pharmacist, you know, get learn their name, just keep, keep it with the dad vibes. Just really be like, hey, it's Jen, good to have what's happening. It's <laughs> good like, to have a local pharmacist. Like I used to always wonder how my mom had sort of ingratiated herself with like there's, you know, Rob at the grocery store who picks out the best fruit for her. And like she has a t I don't I've never gotten anything tailored as an adult. That I can yeah. will make my wedding dress, but like I don't have a tailor, I don't have a butcher, I don't have I don't have my like you know group of yeah. experts that I can lean on. It's all a singularity, yeah. you know. Just go yeah. to some Jeff Bezos owned entity to solve all of those issues. Yeah, like, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon has a pharmacy now. They do everything for you. <laughs> Seriously, like yeah, we're your best friend. We pick the best. <laughs> they do everything <laughs> in a mediocre fashion, you know. Absolutely. Like, yeah. We'll we'll do this without the human contact. Yeah. But I think that's why it's important you go to like a, a like a uh, like if you like a butcher, like a place has a proper butcher in it because then yeah. they'll like you can kind of talk to them and they, they'll give you advice. But yeah, other than fruit, all I know, is like I'm always like I always get that like weird self-consciousness when you see people picking a fruit that you've never like I'll go to the farmer's market or some shit. And they're like, oh, man, these guavas. And I'm like, I don't know how to fucking check if they're ripe. So I just sniff everything. I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes, like trying to see what the other people are doing. <laughs> like. And someone will come up to like, just check the, the the tenderness. I'm like, oh, okay. I was smelling. I know. Everything. Thank you. I, I know like, that's I what you do. <laughs> Some fruit is so intimidating. It's, yeah. for expert, it's expert fruity. level fruit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, is dragon fruit one of those? I feel like yes. dragon fruit can. Yeah. I don't yeah. even. I don't even know what dragon fruit looks like in its on. I don't even know what it looks like in any. No, wait, I do. It looks. It's like. Yeah, it's like got the red with the flaming, the green flames coming off yes. of it, basically. Yeah. yeah. It looks like a dragon egg. And when it's cut, it's like white and speckled and has no flavor, I think. Or it has like a less subtle flavor. Well, the there's actually, there's a purple one that is super sweet. And the white one has a sweetness to it. But oh, it's very okay. like watery. I didn't know I was talking to Mr. Dragon yeah. Fruit over here. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'm proud. Of, I don't know if you could tell. I'm proud of my, the fact that I've become a dragon fruit connoisseur. I've had dragon fruit. <laughs> where did you I've had it? <laughs> where did you accrue this knowledge? My wife is a real fruity. Oh. She's real, uh, real into fruit. And so she, she takes me up a level when it comes to 
you know, all, all the, the more exotic fruits. I don't think I had had mango before we started dating. And yeah, that's wow. how yeah, it was just apples and bananas and oranges, orange slices for, for wow. my whole life. Just real basic Man. ass yeah. mediocrity in my fruit game up to what, that point. What's her, your fruit fluencer wife, what's her favorite fruit? I think mango is probably okay. her favorite fruit. It's but a solid she's, fruit. she does she does appreciate a good dragon fruit. Any anything but uh she she claims that she's allergic to cantaloupe and honeydew because Oh really? What about hami melon? She likes that. I love hami melon. Yeah. That sh- that's that's good, but she says that because like when you get a fruit salad, they love to fill it yeah. up. With a cantaloupe. It's like what kale used to be in a, like, 90s salad bar. Right. It's just yes. like, yeah, it's just, we're just blowing this shit out visually. It's just, eat around it. Yeah. Right. Is it garnish or is it uh, lettuce? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, Allison, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the great gas stove freakout of 2023. Good. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission casually mentioned the possibility of a ban on gas stoves and the GOP freaked the fuck out. But then, I don't know, they came back, they were like, sorry, no, we're not going to ban anything. We don't have the standing to ban anything, but then maybe they should ban gas stoves. It turns out gas stoves are bad, unfortunately. So we're going to talk about that. I've chained myself to my gas stove and I'm doing this podcast from my kitchen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah with the burners on but they're not lit <laughs> that's right like, i just love the smell that's right <sighs> it smells like backdraft the ride <laughs> the faa grounded some flights because of a system error like all flights basically it was the most flights that had just been pulled out of the air and kept out of the air since 9-11 i believe and so we're going to talk about that because that that also got politicized as did the powerball lotto uh, somehow. <laughs> so we're just going to talk about these stories that are full of information that could be relevant to you, but that you have to like squint through a smoke screen of like right wing outrage. And like, what what side are you on on this right. one? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Were you on the Powerball debate? Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to talk about Pizza Hut bringing back the 90s with the New Yorker style pizza. And <laughs> take a look back at I remember the that. original ad campaign. Pre-9-11, man. Good days. Yeah. They they actually, like, one of the first ads for it was making fun of Hillary Clinton for being a carpetbagger, basically. Mm. The, it was like a Pizza Hut commercial featured a blonde woman in a pantsuit with a cartoonish southern accent bragging about how she's going to be a New York senator. Dumb question, perhaps, but what exactly does carpetbagger mean? I always thought of it as like people who come in and like claim a new home for political Mm. purposes. Political candidate who seeks seeks election in an area where they have no local connections. Oh, right. Like uh, Dr. Oz. Yeah. Right Right in. Because I think it was in the beginning, it was about reconstruction. About northerners pretending to be like get in with southerners uh, and so those those are the people being like you carpetbagger like you're not from you're not from around here but uh, why carpetbag like 
what is a carpet? I mean, we, let's get into it. I mean, you know, I just <laughs> I'm recently sure it's read offensive end of a, a term I shouldn't be using. It's I, I used exclusively in a pejorative term originated from the carpet bags, a form of cheap luggage made from carpet fabric, which many of these newcomers carried. The term came Got to be associated it. with opportunism and exploitation by outsiders. The term is now used in the United States to refer to a parachute candidate that is an outsider who runs for public office in an area without having lived there for more than a short uh, amount of time or without okay. having other significant community ties. I mean, there I would is. just love luggage made out of a piece of carpet. And I feel like at I know, this that point, looks... it would be expensive. Or like you can kind of picture like a new carpet tote. Yes. Like a, <laughs> like a weird drawstring bag that's like carpet. It'd be so, and like, is the, is the nap of the carpet on the outside of the, it's got to be on the outside. It'd be so fun to rub. <laughs> It'd be actually funny if it's like, it's just that rough part of the the other side of carpet that you're <laughs> like, laying down. That's well, that's the what outside. I was like, picturing because they said in. it was a carpet bag. Like, I thought it was the bag the carpet came in and it was just like a rough, you know, right. a canvas bag or sack. something. But no, when you look up a carpet bag purse, like now, it's just a purse that looks like a carpet. So, who knew? I yeah. want one. That's like when I just, I searched like how to know what, uh, like a hit dog will holler. Like where that actually came from. And it's like right. about throwing a rock into a group of dogs. Oh my God. <laughs> and like awful. the hit dog will holler. Like the one that you hit, like just sort of as this uh, metaphor. And I was like, oh, interesting. Because all we know is that part. Like a hit dog will holler. But it's like a broader thing about, you know. This seems like a very straightforward one. It's like, there's no representation. It's just like, things make sound when you hurt them. Yeah, well, right? the whole thing is like, right, the person who would be offended most is the one who'll be the loudest or whatever right, that phrase. Right. But it comes from this preacher, like this pastor preacher who basically said, like there was some proverb, which is like, throw a stone into a crowd of dogs and the hit dog will holler. There you go. Yeah. And then we anyway, all just adopt it just saying shorthand. Stuff. Yeah. Before we get to any of that, Allison, what is something from your search history? Well, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm pretty active on Google. So it was hard for me to narrow it down. But I did recently search the Thomas Brothers Guide. I don't know if you guys remember mm -hmm. this book oh, yeah. of maps that everyone in Southern California had. I was going back and forth with a friend over text, just doing a stupid bit where I was just like naming random items. And I named the Thomas Brothers Guide. And this person is not from Southern California. And then I was thinking, do, do they even know what I'm talking about? So then I Googled it. First of all, apparently it's the Thomas Guide, not the Thomas Brothers yeah. Guide. But my memory was Thomas Brothers. When you Brothers said that, Guide. I was like, Thomas Brothers? Okay. So <laughs> like maybe that, that was like just the like the right brothers. But it was brothers. They were brothers. But I guess it was oh, called. Oh, they were? The yeah, I, oh. I believe. I think it was like a whole family of Thomas cartographers. <laughs> and like the. If I remember correctly, the, the dad owned it and then like the two brothers took it over. And then they moved into making English muffins. But yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It was a lateral move. But <laughs> anyway, it it wasn't just it was like iconic in Southern California, but not just Southern California. They had them elsewhere. And it looks like they still are sort of active. And here's the interesting thing. Actually, it might not be interesting. Here's a here's a factoid. Um, here's a thing. Here's the thing. Police are required to keep a Thomas guide in their car. I, I guess. Sense. I don't know. Can you imagine like a cop pulling over to, you know, look in the index for their street name and the Thomas guide and then look it up? I mean, they'll, who can, like, they go in the wrong house every time anyway. So what the fuck <laughs> is the Thomas guide going to do? But I remember that because when I was a kid, the Thomas guide stayed under the passenger seat in my mom's car. Yeah. Like 
that's where it was because I remember we go to a like I had to go to a birthday party, you know, in the early nineties. There was no fucking map quest. There was what's the address, what's the block number, go on the index of the Thomas Guide, figure out where that block of that street is. Okay, go to page fucking forty six, E seventeen, line up the grid, you see that, you're like, Oh, okay, I gotta get there from here. That was like the way I think I I guess because like LA is so sprawling, like there was no yeah. way you could really navigate it without it's it. It's got to be you know? the biggest city, like in terms of square mileage, right? Like it's just there's. Oh, I mean, LA County, yeah, that is for sure. It's so haphazardly designed, and yeah, it's a mess out there. <laughs> so it makes sense. Now that I hear you saying Thomas Guide, that sounds much more correct than Thomas Brothers Guide. Yeah. I like Thomas Brothers. Yeah, guy, no, but. I mean, it was wrong, but it, it was, we, <laughs> we went with it. The vibes were good. I guess technically Anchorage might be the largest city by area. Anchorage? <laughs> yeah. Really? Sure. Well, yeah. It, yeah, but I mean, going, like, I guess like <laughs> intricate and oh. big, sprawling. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And there's also so many, because it's the second biggest in terms of population, I believe, right? The f- top four are from Alaska. Or no, Sitka is the largest. The top four, like, if we're going by area, are in Alaska. Then it's Kansas, Florida, Montana, Montana, Texas, Oklahoma, Arizona, Texas, Tennessee, and then you get to Los Angeles. But how many yeah. destinations are there that need to be mapped in Anchorage? Yeah, that's mm. exactly. And L- L.A. is massive, full of people, full of things to go do and see. And there's no other way to get anywhere other than cars. Except for a car, because, right, yeah. Because they ripped up the trolley tracks in the 20s. Good year. There were trolley tracks here? It had the most extensive, like, cable electric streetcar system in the world. And they they ripped it up because car companies and rubber companies. Gasolina. Wow, I had no idea. Boy, I'm learning carpet bags, L.A. trolleys, (laughs) Thomas Guide. This is so fruitful. Well, we are now the dadly zeitgeist, as somebody yeah. pointed out. So this is this is the sort of shit you're going to learn around here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Miles, did you have a kid, or is this uh, about to? About to. You are. Due date is February third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so my son's we'll birthday. Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. Maybe he'll be on time, or maybe he'll be early, and it'll be closer to my mom's birthday. We'll see. But yeah, I'm. I'm just, you know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on watch right now. Wow. Congratulations. I had no Thank idea. You. So much happens since I've been here. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I'm doing a daily podcast. Uh, there's so many details about your life that people know some things you got to just kind of hold on to for yourself a little bit because mm-hmm. it's always jarring when people come up and like, Hey man, March 7th, your parents just got divorced, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> hey, what the fuck? And I remember I, I'm like, Oh, that's right. I, I had a weird thing where somebody at like, I, I was at a strip mall with like my kids and somebody we were with, we were there with like my four year old's best friend and his family and the other dad had said Jack and then somebody walked by and said Jack to me and then was like, is that little Jack? And I didn't know if they were a fan of the show or if they were just like weird you know? like, I was like, uh, I could, like it was hard to tell but if you are a fan sorry for my confused response but yeah i, I didn't know what that little happening. jack what the fuck what the fuck did you just say <laughs> is that sorry. Mean? i'm sorry man i'm not used to being out in public but these days what is allison something you think is overrated well this goes right kind of into what you guys were just saying i feel that everyone else in their goddamn opinions are overrated. 
First of all, mm-hmm. I personally overrate them. But being someone who has a podcast, uh, occasionally I hear, frequently I hear people's opinions about everything about me and my show. And, oh, the way you pronounce that word bothers me. The way you say this bothers me. Um, and because I do overrate it, then I have to be like, fine, I guess I'll just change the way I do everything to appease you. So I just feel like in general, people with all their opinions, if they happen to have to do with me and are negative and make me feel bad, eh, no, thank you. Just, you know, they always say, you know, living on the words of others is a double edged sword, yeah. you know, because the compliments Damn. can like power you up. But if if you really lean on that the criticism will fucking just cut you in half too. And I think it's about, for me personally, like through my life, I've tried to get away from that because I'm such a people pleaser that I really do care a lot about what people think. And it's more about centering yourself in everything you do and realizing that the most true living experience you can have is to honor what, who you are sincerely and really understand that outside commentary can allow those words to like penetrate into your soul because then you're completely doing yourself a disservice and not treating yourself with the sanctity that you deserve. So that is beautiful. You know, that's and just I someone's agree. fucking words. And I actually that's sort of I I go back and forth a lot. Like that's something that for the most like I I, I have that realization, maybe not as eloquently as you put it, but I have that realization frequently. And then all of a sudden I will find that like, oh, this these comments bothered me. It's weird. I thought I was a little more armored. Um, all that being said, allow me to say I'm being somewhat facetious. Like, yeah, for the yeah, most part, I, I love that people l- listen and for have sure. an opinion. And of course, I want to hear feedback and all of that stuff. I'm just saying occasionally I'm like, eh, no, not today, people. Occasionally yeah, they yeah, should yeah. consider shutting the fuck up. <laughs> just, Everyone just occasionally. should. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like the, the, you have no responsibility to be like, oh, I heard that. It's like, well, yeah. Say whatever the fuck you want. I'm not it's the same, you know. I'm yeah. out of here. I'm just so, I'm, li- look. Live your shit from the inside and let that resonate outside. Don't let the shit re- re- don't don't do that shit in reverse. Don't let the outside shit affect your internal state. Oh, you know what I mean? So, like that's so good. I recently yeah, I heard let your someone internal say truth resonate out. Oh, I think it was, I think it was Harry, <laughs> noted Ginger was saying that the birthday um, twin, the royal family's policy is like. Never complain, never explain. And I was thinking, that's the opposite of my policy. I'm <laughs> yeah. constantly, I'm the most over explainy person in the whole world. <laughs> right. And I'll complain too. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's healthier. Yeah, because the other side of it, you end up writing a book where you just like air out every weird thing that's happened to you in your life. And you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Harry. I do want to oh, read man. it though. Yeah, I know Anna right now. She's yeah, got we've the, been getting updates from Super. She's got the Rana. audio book. In real time. She's like, Prince Charles wears Dior sausage. And we're like, Dior <laughs> sausage? And it was a Sauvage. typo because she <laughs> yeah. had to say Dior Sauvage. Yo, and, and when I re- responded to her and said, I was over here searching Dior sausage, but Dior sa- <laughs> Sauvage is so, is so perfect. But as I was trying to type Sauvage, it auto-corrected to sausage, to sausage. Like, for, like I couldn't get it to. It was like, <laughs> like no, no, you definitely mean Dior sausage, my friend. That's amazing. Yeah. Dior sausage. What were you envisioning? Like some kind of high-end sausage that he put well, on his he body? He has sausage I fingers. Know. So I was like, uh. I thought this was something. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't I didn't envisioning know. sausage that he put on his body. I'm sorry. When I read that text, it fucked me up so bad because like, 
how do I not know what a deal? You got into a car is? crash. <laughs> <laughs> like I've yeah, I've listened. I listen to so much rap and like luxury brands are named. You kind of buy osmosis or kind of up on shit. I'm like the Dior sausage. Like is that yeah. a food or is that like a piece of jewelry that he keeps on him? Like he got that Dior sausage on him. I have no yeah. idea. But what is Dior Sauvage? Is that a line of something? That is the, it's the, the super offensive Johnny Depp cologne. It's Dior's cologne that they have where like Johnny Depp is in the ads playing electric guitar around like indigenous peoples like oh God. in the desert. Yeah. And no, no. Just very, very like running with a wolf or some shit. It's yeah, like running with a wolf. wolf. He, so many scarves. Like he's just <laughs> yeah. being swallowed by scarves. <laughs> and he's just out there at, in the desert with the moon and wolves and indigenous people. And it's heavy-handed nonsense. It's it's like a thing that they they doubled down on him being the spokesperson for the product as he was on trial. It's oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, shout out the sausage though. Yeah, but the sausage has a great snap. Delicious. Really good. <laughs> What's something you think is underrated? I'm going to say it and you're going to be like, what? That's not underrated. But for me, it always has been bathrobes and the robe life, which has chosen me. I have never been a robe person. Mm. For me, robes are like something that I'll occasionally put on in a hotel when I get out of the shower and I'll think this is comfortable. And then five minutes later, I'm like, now what? I'm just going to put on my clothes. But it's been so cold in L.A. And in the morning when I get up and get my kids ready for school, I have been like, I think I need to make this mom step and just get a robe. And so I started putting on a robe to keep myself warm. And now I am like, I have fully <laughs> embraced this. It is my yeah. favorite thing to put on. I, I'm wearing a blanket. I've never looked more unattractive. It's big and white and fluffy. And my kids say I look like a marshmallow and I don't care. And my husband is not thrilled. But from my, over my dead from my cold, dead hands. I forget, but you can take yeah, my Charlton. gas robe and you can take my yeah. robe when I'm dead. <laughs> I go. love the robe life. I got a linen robe Ooh. over the summer. Someone gave it to me for my birthday. That was, I was like, oh, a lightweight robe for like, I was like, I could wear shorts and a tank top, but then toss my robe on. Toss a robe and, over? Oh, yeah. I, like, I look like the dude, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's the closest it. you can be to like being naked, I feel like, because it's just coverage. <laughs> Without any any sort of constriction whatsoever. But you know what I love is a long bathrobe, though, like a yes. long towel bathrobe that gives you full coverage. A lot of robes are like they're short if you're tall. If you get ones that are like length, like longer length. Oh, come out the shower. Like I'm not even chilled coming out the shower because I go right in that thing. The water's gone. Robe life. Mine, mine is long and I am afraid that I'm going to move too fast and trip and kill myself. But I'll go out in comfort. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The game changer out, has, yeah. has been realizing I can put it on over my clothes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, cozy. yeah. It's an overcoat. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a coat for your house. <laughs> See, I'm scared of tripping on my robe, so that's why my robe is really short. No other reason. It's just uh, <laughs> I just like to keep it short. You have a I'm shorty robe? tripping on it. Incredibly short. <laughs> Obscenely so. I love my cropped robe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did have it uh, tailored to make sure that it was just extra snug. Keep some guessing, sir. You sure you just don't want to buy a jacket? <laughs> if it was any shorter, it'd be illegal for me to get the paper in the morning. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. And so we have the the great Gasto freak out. We have the FAA grounding flights because of a system error and wokeness. And they've <laughs> even like politicized, they've even like kind of politicized the mega millions and like how much money they're going to take out of it. And I don't know. It's just, it is a weird world that we live in. And and then also, as we talked about, like the Southwest meltdown and Buttigieg, like getting completely excused by the mainstream media. It is a weird world that we exist in where everything is politicized, sometimes accurately and sometimes just arbitrarily. But let's talk about gas stoves, because this first came across my desk when we <laughs> had two scientists on the podcast miles i think you were out but they you know have a podcast where they talk about climate change and they specifically start talking about gas stoves and how they are both very bad for the climate 
and also very bad for children's like cardiovascular health. And that bummed me out because we have a gas stove. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So anyways, there this then popped up in the news because a member of the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission said that a ban on gas stoves was a possibility. And one congressman, you know, it was just across the board, right wing freak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one congressman said, get your hands off our gas stoves. (laughs) Tim Scott of South Carolina tweeted, you can always count on Biden to gaslight the American people. He put his hands up in the air when he said it. Oh. (laughs) To to receive the applause (laughs) and the adulation. Yeah. Senator, do you mind explaining that joke to me a little bit? He, uh, huh? You can, in response. <laughs> oh, because it's gas. And the gas, oh. gas stoves are lit. So oh. gas lights the American people mm. Biden is doing. Oh, do you know what gas lighting is? No one does. No one no, does. That's it's fine. Just, just but say it out loud. this is also not gas. This is not gas lighting. Right. No, 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 it's, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely not. But it's just a good way to use a buzzword where your audience isn't thinking critically at all. And they're like, exactly, exactly, <laughs> right. dude. But also maybe referencing an antiquated technology that was replaced with a safer electronic <laughs> alternative isn't making the point you think it is in right. this case. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> like maybe, maybe not the time to pull that one in. But Joe Manchin you know, let everybody know he was a real American saying, last thing that would ever leave my house is the gas stove that we cook on. And all of these tantrums, no doubt, inspired purely by food preparation preferences and not, say, money from the natural gas industry. No. So I I have a preference for gas stoves because yeah. that's the only thing I've ever really used other than, you know, an apartment here or there. But like for the most part, it's been gas stoves. That's what I'm used to using. I like the term. Now we're cooking with gas is like a weird antiquated, like dumb thing to say. Mm-hmm. All of this is part of the gas industry's like decades long, centuries long propaganda campaign. <laughs> yeah. It turns Seriously. out it's been an op this whole it's time. It's an op the whole time. Your gas press. stove is an op. Holy shit. I mean, the second they were like electricity, it's like get every single person who people think is an authority on cooking or heating or whatever and just sing the praises of gas and propane up and down the aisles, please. That's kind of what's yeah, going on. I don't now. actually understand this. Uh, I don't understand why people think cooking with a gas stove is better. We, I grew up with an electric stove and my dad, who's into cooking, always said he wished he that we had a gas stove. Mm-hmm. And then after college, I lived with a roommate and that was the first time we had a gas stove. And I remember I had two roommates. They went out and all of a sudden I started, I was smelling gas. So I got nervous and I called the fire department and like 15 firemen showed up. It wasn't a bachelorette party. Yeah. I'm exaggerating. No, but like, hot. Yeah. yeah. A number. Yeah, 15 scrippers? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a, a number of firemen were in my house looking all around. They didn't see gas anywhere. It was because my roommate had used the gas stove earlier and I was so humiliated and I never told my roommates that I had done this. Oh, because you had never smelled the gas before? (laughs) I didn't realize that it leaves a smell for like a while after you use it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so used to it. I don't even know anymore. I I, I think I must have grown up with a gas or a uh, 
an electronic stove because I still remember a friend who he had like one of those old time. Like, have you ever been in an older house that you that like really smells of like cooking gas? Like, I I think they must have just had a gas leak. Yeah, and right, but I. Yeah, I remember like distinctly places that I went that smelled like cooking gas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is a decades and decades long aggressive push to make gas stoves the thing. The one thing that they do have is like they seem to always say, well, electricity, if you cook with electricity, it's actually going to be more expensive in the long run because you're spending money on that and, That's the first argument against any forward-moving technology. Yeah, just exactly. Like people from and, embracing it. Yeah, and it's because there's been so many be, because of people like Joe Manchin and all these politicians who are freaking out. There's been so many subsidies and just all these ways to make it profitable and you know possible for gas, natural gas, to be like a massive growth industry in the United States. But yeah, so that is the one thing they they. Always warn a gas ban would dramatically increase your bills. And I I think that might be true. Oh, Jack, we gotta play the cooking with gas track. But yeah, this so the propaganda is so fucking aggressive. It's <laughs> like I think this should be enough to turn everybody off of cooking with gas from now I'm, on. This video that we're gonna uh, link <laughs> off to in the footnotes. And footnotes. uh we're gonna watch together right now. So in addition to, so the phrase cooking with gas was like they paid Bob Hope to start saying that in oh, like wow. his jokes and in his bits. Like they, they have been, every aspect of this has been carefully and successfully just like nudging you, you know, to the injected gas world. Into, into our culture and into our brains. Less successful is this national fuel gas cooking with gas video. So this is a lobbying effort like where they put together a rap video in 1988 in which five people in their like 20s and 30s rap about why gas is better than electric. Jack, just and, stop hating and let me drop the beat, man. Oh my God. This is some real hip hop. Okay. Cooking with gas. gas. Cooking with gas. gas. Uh-huh. We all cook better when we're cooking with gas. Okay. Gas is so hot, it's Tell not em. on when it's off. It's You're... the only way to cook. That's what I was taught. Oh. Here's a fact you should have to know to pass. Now, nine out of ten chefs only cook with gas. What yes. is that you say? Can I cook my way? The benefits you have to tell will really make your day. Hey. So listen, class, because we're going to go fast. Here are all of the reasons you should cook cooking with, with gas. gas. Okay, so, my God. Keep an eye on when you watch it. Keep an eye on the guy with the like rat tail and the green apron. Green apron. Yeah, he's he's really something else. Just he looks like if Brett Kavanaugh and Bobcat Goldthwait were a person. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Yes, it's a very it's a very specific face he has. But uh, yeah, he I don't trust him. I feel like he was the ad executive whose idea this was, and he like put himself in there. It was like, I got Yo, this. you know what I, I fucking? I did? actually know what's cool, and I just fucking, I just fucking saw uh, Run DMC last night. They're fucking really good, man. I think yeah. we can do some of that rap stuff with this gas campaign. <laughs> I'll write the raps. I actually yeah, already yeah, have right, written down, them in my brain, just uh, Jay-Z uh-huh. style. I don't even know who that is. I can see the future. I'm on so much cocaine. <laughs> it's, you You always reference that quote from Quincy Jones that like whenever you bring 
an executive the into money the profit. room who's yeah. like talking about profit. God leaves the room. Yeah. And <laughs> this video was the first like perfect crystallization of what music where God has truly left the entire solar system would look oh, yeah. like. It, God maybe God is us. the tenth chef who doesn't use gas. That's right. Ooh, it's so dark. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see like the outrage because when you look at what like the emissions are, you're like, yeah, objectively, it's better to stop burning fossil fuels. I don't care how much less it is than everything else. The point is, if we have the know-how and ability to do it, then we should move towards it. There's a lot of other costs like involved too. Like if you don't have like a 22, 20 volt outlet where an electric stove would go, that might be something. But this is like where subsidies should come in to help like, you know, make that easier exactly. for people to make the switch. And the other big issue too is like ventilation. Because most houses, you have a gas, you might have a gas uh, stove and your vent like just goes nowhere. You know what I mean? Like you have a fan and really you're just blowing all that shit inside your house, which is also terrible. So there's like ways to like mitigate. But like the idea to even just approach this and be like, no, it's a non-starter electric stoves. That's like come the fuck on. And I think that just shows how effective this like PR campaign has been over the last fucking nearly 100 years. Yeah. More than 40 million American households have gas stoves, and a 2022 study found that they release 2.6 tons of methane into the air each year, which is the equivalent of 500,000 cars over the course of a year. And they also emit unhealthy levels of nitrogen oxide, which can trigger breathing problems, especially in young kids. So I was looking at this New York Times article that was talking about like it was something about like the new the new soldiers in the climate war are like these home influencers because the gas industry is now getting like HGTV type people to go on local news and spread the gospel of gas. This I'm, I'm going to play a couple. This one is from this guy from HDF, HGTV. His name is Matt Bl- Blashaw or something. He's on this like heavy handed local news segment about like, hey, the winter's coming up. So you should check out your like energy. Like you should check out those heating things. And this guy just comes right in with some like weird ass like there is only gas type sentiment. <laughs> Farmers Almanac, they're saying that we're going to have a very cold and wet winter. This is so the talking. get ready for it. And when I think of winter, I think of being inside. Uh-huh. I think of getting uh, cooking with the family, like on the range behind me, the being range. by a roaring fire. And with propane, that is all possible. That's why we call it an energy source for everyone. And October 7th, <laughs> it's not. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? He just went from Pump like the fucking super break. iconic like imagery of warming around <laughs> the fire to, and that's why I think of propane through which anything is possible. The what? fuel source for all. Come on, yeah. sir. You're not. You're doing a really bad job. Then on an, like, and these people are all paid by this like same propane group. Then there wow. was this woman Emily Calandrelli who has a show on Netflix. She's like from MIT and she's like a science communicator and is like, you know, tells like educates kids about science. She went on to this local Houston station to talk about electric buses or like what could be clean school buses. And I wonder what her take could be on clean energy conveyances. I mean, she's from MIT, probably pretty good. 
Yeah, so this is the part that I'm really excited about because for me, and I think many of us, grew up with these old, dirty diesel buses. Mm -hmm. I can still remember the smell. And you would see that thick black smoke coming out the tailpipe, right? Yeah. And in that thick black smoke, there are harmful emissions that are bad for the environment and bad for kids' lungs. Great. Things okay. like nitrous oxide. Maker. But oh, yeah. the good thing, the, the good news, is that there are now better alternatives for cleaner school buses today. Oh, good. Electric? There's cleaner. Yeah, right? Like propane school buses. Oh, so for fuck? just a marginally higher cost, you can drastically reduce these emissions. Propane school buses actually reduce nitrous oxide emissions by 96%. 96%. That is amazing. So how would you say propane compares to electric buses? Like, what are these? This, this is a whole exactly. so propaganda Exactly. So we think sector. of clean yeah. vehicles, we often think electric. I drive an electric car myself. This is where I'm like, okay, everything you say after this is nonsense. If you care, if you give a fuck enough to be like, I drive an electric car. Yeah. But we don't, I mean, I, I would drive a propane car if I could. But I would have voted for Obama a third time. But yeah. I, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm one of the good guys, okay? But yeah, but she goes I again. I am also taking massive payments from the propane industry. So yeah. that's... And it's wild. What, in the New York Times, when they asked both of these people to comment, they said, oh, can you actually, I would direct you towards the like propane energy council that pays wow. me. I'm not answering questions about is, any of this. Are they making that, when they say energy for everyone, are they, is propane crazy cheap or something? Like, why is it for everyone? Yeah. It is. Be, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's going to be because the argument. Of and I think, because the, it's what right. the government decided. It's what, it's the end, it's the chosen industry that the government has been like, okay, we get money from oil people mm -hmm. and you know therefore we give them breaks and we make it possible for them to have really favorable market conditions to to sell it to people right yeah and it's yeah it's it's just wild we're we're, we're looking at a fucking climate crisis and we're like nah nah not electric yet like not <laughs> the, the government they're already putting it there's governments already shelling out billions to convert these fucking school buses to electric so like in the argument, it's like, well, it's kind of more expensive. They're actually three times more expensive than a propane school bus. And it's like that you're still completely missing the point of like our situ our dire situation on the planet. You know, it's expensive don't need to like going to another planet and setting up camp because this one's uninhabitable. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah. But we're not good at long term thinking in this no. country or in this planet, it seems. Yeah. The I mean, in a similar like story where it's a thing that affects everybody. And immediately got politicized. The FAA grounded flights Tuesday night before the order was lifted on Wednesday morning due to system failure that delayed more than 4,000 flights. Planes in the air were still able to land. It wasn't like a Die Hard 2 scenario where <sighs> everyone, they're like, keep circling. We don't know what the fuck's going on down here. They were able to, you know, land everything safely. And apparently the reason for this was the NOTAM, Notice to Air Mission Alerts, which detail info about hazards in the air or on the ground, such as closed runways, airspace restrictions. These were created in 1947 when flying was more of a uh, take your own life into your own hands type of approximation <laughs> right. where it was like, hey, if you want yeah, to, man, no, it's pretty safe. Like one in four crash, but like that's still 75%. <laughs> you make it to where you're going and you're flying. Isn't that yeah. crazy? So they're, they've been around for a long time. These are very, you know, they're based on similar messages that were used to alert and still are used to alert ship captains to hazards at sea. They're through like legal liabilities and things like that. They have gotten 
clogged up. Do you guys ever get like those weather alerts that for that are like you, there's an alert in your area and there's like thousands of words of text that are all identically sized and all all caps and you have to like look through no. to like find the thing that's relevant to you. Yes. Wait, are you're you getting talking that about in LA? like when it blows up your phone? Yeah, when it blows up your phone, yeah. I, like, oh, I also okay. have some on Gmail. Yeah, that yeah, that tell you like there there is a weather alert in your area. Oh, in the following box, counties. No, nobody's yes. warning me. I don't get I've never gotten a text like that. I've gotten one that's very succinct that's like, hey, there's a flash flood warning. But yeah, that's, that's like that's was it. that from a friend of yours? I think I got a flash fl- flood <laughs> warning when there was actually like a flash flood that was not too far from us. And so I might have like signed up for additional like warnings. It. And it's just impossible. So that's what it sounds like happens here. Like for the the people who are familiar with it are like, we've been saying you need to overhaul this shit anyways. They can be up to 200 pages they bury Gosh. critical in- information in irrelevant details, which are provided to avoid legal liability rather than improve safety. They're just, <laughs> said one person on the U.S. National Transportation Safety Board, ch- a chairman on the U.S. National Transportation Safety Board, no TAMs are just a bunch of garbage that nobody pays any attention to. <laughs> so not super... Helpful, but I mean, it's good to know when something like this is malfunctioning and clearly things need to be fixed. But this became Mm -hmm. a big political like talking point for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, because they decided to do diversity, equity and inclusion over there at the FAA. They weren't so folk like it's so wild that these cynical people are just clipping out things that they have like a focus to like racial equity or like income inequality because. They're, I mean, obviously, it's most, let's be real, for the people that are criticizing it, it's fucking mostly performative, just so you know. Right. I don't know, how, I don't know many people who work at places that have gone through this said, they actually turned a corner here. So, <laughs> in that instance, I'm like, yeah, ask the people who are in the group that are asking for DEI if anything is changing. And I, you know, trust me, I don't think this is what was distracting them. But that is the line, the line of attack, which is, if they didn't figure out gender pronouns or something like that maybe the systems would work and it's right come on and just generally it does feel though like everything is a well our guys in the office so like we have to spin everything as a win or their guys in the office so we have to spin everything as a loss and like politicize everything which is not is not new or a interesting insight i guess but it's still just like it feels like we're on shakier ground than ever when it comes to just being able to tell like what the fuck is actually going on in the country is like it's just such well, an thanks, oversimplification. Thanks a lot, Biden, right? Well, like even like Don Donald Trump Jr. Is that what you call him, Donald Trump Jr.? That sounds so weird. Doju, as we normally yeah. call him here, <laughs> he was even like, was it was Buttigieg took paternity leave? No, he like, called it maternity leave. Oh, much oh, did oh, fuck. sick I'm burn, so bro. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sick. Fucking homophobic turn, you loser. You uncool fucking loser. But yeah, it, it's like it's I'm I, I'm I'm just exasperated at like how it how insincere it all is because we're just talking about like it, it seeds this idea in people's minds. It's like, well, I mean, if you talk about diversity, you're gonna lose sight of everything that's happened. Like in their minds, the FAA like is like this place where people have to keep pressing a button every 14 minutes or something. And because they had to go do a DEI seminar, they right. forgot to press the button. 
and that's what happened. Like, it's just yeah. so well, very simple, but I guess it's easier to understand for the purposes of your, you know, yeah. propaganda efforts. You gotta, gotta get, gotta get some wins every, but, every day. Gotta, but Miles, your argument, which am I right that your argument is that for everyone saying that bullshit, like it's a bad faith argument. None of them actually believe that. Like no one actually on that side. I mean, I think the followers might, but sorry, that's yeah. highly condescending, well, but like, no, I don't think there's anyone who actually thinks like, well, you could have a co-ed bathroom or you can keep planes in the sky. Can't do both. Yeah, it's easier because it's like it's like saying you know how to get the crowd to cheer. Yes. And, you know, right. and if you're not a rock, if you're not a rock the mic, so to speak, then you just have to, like, keep putting out these sort of sentiments and they mm -hmm. don't need to be logical. You just like because right. everyone's here like, you know what? I'm I'm fucking primed to get angry at these people. So just give me a reason mm -hmm. to scream. And right. that's what they do. It's like, it's because they're woke. The planes crash. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I love this shit. It's so easy, man. The retweets just come in right. like nothing. But then it also, like, because they're so ignorant and aggressively wrong, <laughs> right. that, like, makes you want to be like, no, they're good, actually. And, they, right. you know, like, <laughs> I it, love it's, the FAA. Yeah. yeah. The, the really? FAA is my shit. They're the best. <laughs> and, like, I it's got it chatted. Such a like counterproductive environment yes. to be consuming information about a world that can harm us, like and that like can you know that we need to be able to navigate, and it's just yeah. like very we're very incentivized to be like missing the point in a lot of different important ways. Just look at all the vaccine bullshit, you know, and like you got fucking diamond of diamond and silk died. Pushing all this like anti-vax nonsense. She, did? she was hospital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Diamond passed away like three days ago. She was in the hospital with COVID for a while. Oh my and, God. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're like, Diamond? I, no, I get but, it. Like, but like I didn't know you were such a fan. Well, it just it is kind of it's a big, you know, right wing influencer, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, man. taken off to the big uh Coachella in the sky. But it's just like What's the what's the escalation of this? Because we already have a group of people who are like, I don't even fucking know if science is real. Right. You know, and then yeah. what's going to come next? Because if this is the momentum that they're on, like it's it feels like that one South Park episode, like in the first season where the volcano was going to come and destroy the city. And everyone watched that safety video about being like, if you duck and cover, you will be protected <laughs> from the lava flow. And like in it, the people duck and cover and the lava just goes over them and like they're safe. Like that people yeah. are going to be like, oh, shit, duck and cover, y'all. And then cut to the real scene when it happens. And then just skeletons just came yeah. out from the magma. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what we're like. We're seeing a version of this over and over. And I just think there there's always going to be some version of this and the evolution of this is what's really fucking freaky because if you have enough people to be like ha 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 it this my my like you know my my ideology led to an early death yeah just but i was know. smug i was smug the whole time yeah. i got to laugh smugly at them all i did just and it's personally like i i want to be told when i'm wrong just let let me know when i'm wrong oh by the way i was wrong about the uh <laughs> the robots walking on two legs. Somebody sent me a video of like the latest. And first of all, I don't know like how many videos there were of the robots walking on two legs where the thing like tripped and fell over, but they can do impressive shit. So I, w I was outdated in my mm, information on, on that particular subject. But yeah, like, I, I don't know. Everybody just wants to be right and rooting for the, for the right side. And like, we're nobody's on any team other like, 
your side will fuck you over so quickly. Like they, <laughs> whatever side you're on, yeah, and think a little more independent. They're just trying to make money and not rock the boat that pays them. What did you think? Ro- what's the robot two legs thing? Just I, I was talking about how complex the human foot is and the human walk, like this thing we do without thinking. And I was like, they they just did this study that like kind of analyzed the human gait and was like, there's the second bounce that we hadn't really been able to explain, but they had like kind of figured out the fluid dynamics of the human walk. Mm. And while I was saying that, I was like, for instance, this is why robotics, like they're so bad at mimicking the human walk. And they are pretty bad at it, like generally, but there there has been a breakthrough where there's like a parkour robot that can run and jump and like do incredible things on two legs. Yeah. And when you look at it, they do have the foot like down, like the connection foot to leg is like pretty impressive as compared to like the things that we were looking at before, which were just like little crutches that the thing was like walking on. Yeah. Or those yeah. wind-up toys you kept showing us. You're like, look yeah, at yeah. this dumb thing. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best they got. Wind it up again. I think the chattering teeth are throwing off the balance. <laughs> <laughs> Stick a long robe on one of these robots, and then yeah. we'll see what happens. Thank exactly. you. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring the Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back, and so is Pizza Hut's Big New Yorker Pizza. Man, I haven't heard that in years. I, I can't believe they're the Big New Yorker. I thought back. this was just here, and that might just be because I'm that much older than you. But this was there. What do you I mean? Th- I think it might be because Domino's has a Brooklyn style that is like a similar concept. Oh, but, yeah. But the big, I remember, I think I remember very clearly because in LA, New York pizza is like the apex and it's like you got to go to new york to have a new york slice kind of thing so when pizza hut was like hey people who are not in new york we will bring Uh you this other version and we were like new york style pizza like you know and (laughs) our minds were fucking blown out here yeah so this is part of a long-term trend of fast food companies bringing back old nostalgic menu items presumably to trick us into feeling as though we're not rapidly hurtling toward old age and death. Mm. We talk a lot on this show about that there is this massive and somewhat unprecedented cognitive dissonance that everyone alive right now is having to deal with, which is like the impending climate doom and the fact that we just like exist in this system that is not doing anything about it. And so I don't know, like, I, I think I made fun of a trendcaster last year for saying like nostalgia's back, and I'm I'm like, yeah, nostalgia's never been gone. It's an ever present concept, right? <laughs> but it also feels like it it would make sense for nostalgia to be back back more and more than it ever has been before because we are in this unprecedented time of again cognitive dissonance with the end of the world and us all being just working parts of a system that is sending us towards that without really changing pace and also loneliness which like studies have shown that loneliness makes nostalgia much more potent or attractive to people and we are now lonelier than we've ever been thanks to the fact that we don't have butchers we have butcher app in amazon you know like we were talking about earlier b-u-t-c-h-r Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. B-T-C-H-R. Yes. 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 But it's yeah, it's like the cultural consumerism version of me wanting to just sit around in a fluffy bathrobe and be cozy. Like, I think also because of the pandemic, we've been cut off from familiarity and normalcy. So it makes you want, you know, it's like. And alone <laughs> with our pain. too. Yes. Like, that's a huge part of that experience of like you know, on top of it being by yourself and like having all this time to think about your situation. Yeah. Right. It's like when you go to a concert, you do want to hear the songs that you're familiar with. Right. Right, 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 right. I wonder if it's more than like the nostalgia, like that we're regressing to try and like keep ourselves like just on some level of like stability is more like the cynicism of just how like consumer like marketing things work where they're like, oh, that's right. All these millennials now guess like because we're becoming the the group that they want to target, like with this kind of shit, because like, yeah. oh, they got families. They're going to buy shit. 
hey, remember that shit when you were 12 or whatever? And now we're like, yeah, because you couldn't really do that with our parents. You know, there was like just the like consumer goods weren't like evolving at that pace where like you could come back and be like, hey, man, remember the old malt shop? Like it's coming back. Like it would come back in weird ways. Like we had cafe fifties and shit like that. Yeah. I remember like would be something well, like I that. Mean, but Steve Jobs' yeah. whole thing was like, I'm going to sell computers that you work on and I'm going to do it by using like images of Gandhi and John Lennon. Like and, right, ma- right, right. and make you feel like you're part of something that's artistic. So I do I do think like So they evoke it in different ways, I'm saying. Yeah, it's like yeah, you, for you sure. can evoke it with those times, but with us coming in the, from the eighties and on, it was such like, Hey, you want this new thing, this new thing, this new thing, this new movie, this new IP. Yeah. And now you can be like, Hey, bring that ring that thing out and bring it back out. Yeah, I think our parents' generation were like more about, hey, it's the 80s, man. I'm an 80s dude. I listen to music on a boombox. And, right, you know, right. like they wanted, it's the wave of the future as opposed to like we, us. We just want to be like, I don't know, let me crawl back into my Nintendo entertainment system and play, you know, stupid right. video games. Or like when Bruce Springsteen did the Super Bowl halftime show. You know, yeah. and I was like, what? Like, I remember being like, yo, I'm into this. Like, I'm into the like the Super Bowl. But that was clearly for the demographic. That was the dominant group at the time. Yeah, and I think yeah. with millennials moving into that it makes sense that like everything's kind of like, hey, you remember this shit, right? Yeah. So the big New Yorker, which first came out in 1999, is back in restaurant in restaurants <laughs> on February 1st. Mr. Marketing. The difference between the big New Yorker and the regular Pizza Hut pizza, which I haven't had nor seen anywhere. I don't like I Pizza Hut pizza like doesn't really exist in like I, I don't know anybody who orders it. I don't you know, like there I know there are people out there, but like I don't I have not seen somebody eat a Pizza Hut product in other other than when you are at like a mall food court and there is like a KFC Taco Bell Pizza Hut like conglomerate. Combo. And you can get the personal pan, but I, like I don't, I don't see people consume these that often. But anyways, they uh, the New Yorker one is thirty percent bigger than Pizza Hut's large, with foldable slices and extra cheese. That is always Just the like secret. They do in New York. When Domino's did their "Sorry, our pizza was bad, we're making it good again" campaign, people compared the pre and post reboot pizza and like the redesigned pizza that I agree is way better. Just had like sixty percent more cheese. It was just like they were just like, <laughs> yeah. That's all people. It is. So our insight is people like cheese. <laughs> that, so that seems to be the insight here, and people seem to be excited and responding. But when when it first came out, it was actually like this major political controversy. That, or there was this major political controversy around the ads because they did the Hillary Clinton one I mentioned up top, where they were like. They had a Hillary Clinton person being like, I'm going to run for senator, a New York senator, uh, which that that's what they thought Hillary Clinton talked like, I guess. <laughs> and so it, it was interesting because it was like the person who was running Pizza Hut at the time and running like part part of this ad campaign had ties to her presumed opponent in that for that Senate run, Rudy Giuliani, and their their parent company at the time, Tricon Foods. Yeah. 
How delicious sounding. Tricon <laughs> Foods. Powered by propane energy. We are yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A food source for everyone. <laughs> that sounds like what the Transformers enemies would eat. Is, yeah. Know, we eat Tricon Foods. <laughs> but yeah, they, they were big, big donors campaign, to, to quote my favorite movie, Nick at Time. They were big donors to Giuliani's Senate Exploratory Committee. And on the board of Tricon was billionaire Kenneth Langone, who also donated to Giuliani's campaign and who served as Giuliani's campaign finance chair in 93 when he first <laughs> won the mayor's job. So it it feels like it was not just a randomly placed joke. Giuliani right. eventually dropped out of the Senate race because people didn't really like him. And incidentally, the same big New Yorker pizza was soon after marketed by Donald Trump. Oh, man. Do you remember that ad? Yes, I do. Yeah. And I Remember thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. He was just like a funny, iconic New Yorker and not the turd he is now. Yeah. yeah. Like when he was in his like Zsa Zsa Gabor era. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was on his Zsa Zsa Gabor. Like, you just got a Zsa Zsa cameo. You know what I mean? And that was it. Like you got your Donald Trump cameo. Yeah. And then, yeah, he really pulled up to the party. So it is possible that the 2016 election was informed by people's subconscious impressions of the candidates that were formed by their distant memories of Pizza Hut's big New Yorker pizza commercials. Let's oh. just something that I haven't heard put forth up to this point. But our writer <laughs> J.M. once uh, once on the record, which I think is is an interesting point. Interesting yeah. thought. So you it's know? so it's Pizza Hut's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most things are. makes sense. I think, yeah. yeah. Have you seen that meme with the, the the guy has like one tiny domino, but in front of him is a progression of even larger, yeah, dominoes. larger, larger dominoes. Like that meme where it's like the first me first domino is 1999 Pizza Hut, big New Yorker pizza. And then <laughs> January 6th. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can draw a line from pizza to January 6th. Yeah. yeah. And you, we just did. Great documentary. Yeah. That pan pizza, though, is so greasy. The personal pan pizza. I haven't had great. it in a while, but. Oh, Why don't they just I double think of the down on now. that? I don't know. Like double I would get that grease. every day for lunch if they were just like, yeah, we'll we'll drop that shit off for you, or like you could just <laughs> swing by and we'll like discus it into your car window. Like, you know, like that shit is so good. Like, and they should reopen, which I think I heard they were doing, but reopen the, you salad know, bars. yeah, the salad bar pizza, pizzeria, right. pizza huts, where you can like go sit down. Have a giant pitcher of soda and yeah, and yeah. steal a vaguely brownish orange translucent uh, plastic cup. Yes, that you take <laughs> home or ice, the red or ones, crushed ice. Yeah, or the red ones that had Coca Cola written on them. Yeah. Oh man, that that would that would hit for me absolutely. I remember there was a kid who at his like his family shamelessly stole the Pizza Hut cups all the time so when he went <laughs> to their house. They had the Pizza Hut cups, and I was like, this is fucking sick, dude. Why are <laughs> your parents so Pizza fucking Hut. cool? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, yo, your parents are scumbags. I think low-key. Y'all steal everything from restaurants. And then that kind of kicked off an era where I was stealing things from restaurants. But yeah. anyway, shout out if to If Pizza them. Hut reopened their pizzerias like, and just had them everywhere, I would be there very frequently, and I would be able to stop worrying about this damn climate apocalypse. You Thank know? you. Have some have some NBA jam in there, you know? <laughs> Come on, Tricon Foods, save us. <laughs> Tricon Foods. Allison, as always, such a pleasure having you. Where can people find you, follow you? 
Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen, just one L, so A-L-I-S-O-N-R-O-S-E-N, and listen to my podcast, Allison Rosen's New Best Friend, Upworthy Weekly, which is a lighthearted news podcast and that comes out Saturday mornings, and Childish. Yeah, yeah. Please. And is there oh, and a- also, can I say one more thing? Um, I'm starting okay. to put more of my podcast on YouTube, so uh, please subscribe. I'm trying to trying to uh, get, you know, I'm just trying to trying to, try to make this happen in 2023. YouTube.com slash Rosen. Yeah, yeah. Every episode? Just like simultaneously, if you got a new pod, it'll be up on the YouTube too? Not everyone yet, but okay, some. Okay. But enough, you know, some. enough. Yeah, I enough to like. keep you coming back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, uh, two. So you guys have had Nicole Thurman on the show, right? Yeah. Have you yeah. had her? She mm-hmm. is, I love following her, uh, especially on Instagram. I think she's, she makes me laugh all the time and she just got a dog. So there's a lot of cute dog content, Ooh. but then also, and I'm embarrassed that I responded to this so much given by who, given who's behind the account. But on TikTok, there is the AARP account has this series called Gen X ASMR and all of them made, speaking of nostalgia, all of them made me laugh. It's like a guy, I hate, I hate ASMR. It like makes my skin crawl, but <laughs> it's a guy and it's like, he'll click a Polaroid camera into the mic. He'll like pull out an old school floppy disk. He'll rewind a VCR tape. He'll do like a slap bracelet. And it's just, it's very funny. I can't <laughs> believe I am responding to AARP content. That is yeah. so depressing. But Gen X ASMR, look it up. It's really funny. Oh no. Wow. The opening of the cassette. You said opening of a cassette? A rewinding of a like VCR oh, cassette tape. Oh, God. I was even thinking yeah. of like opening a new cassette tape, like oh, getting yeah. the cellophane off. Or what's one? Where's the one where someone struggles with CD wrapper? Right. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> well, remember, be like the warehouse, they would sell those like little weird like blades you could just slide on the yes. top of your CD to just get through the get just get through it. All right. It was wow, impossible to open this. And also, oftentimes, I would end up, like, actually slicing the, the jewel case by mistake when I would try <laughs> yeah, to get exactly. into it. Yeah. Put a knife straight down the top. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, That's yeah. why I always did. I put a knife through the, the like, where the back cover and the front cover meet the hinge. There was oh. always that little space to the side of the hinge that That's I knew smart. I wouldn't fuck up the jewel case. I fucked up many jewel cases. There was one I got so mad, like, I tried to swap it out with another one. And this was, like, when they did. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Because you're going to start weeping. Yeah, yeah. It was when they started doing the clear back CD cases. They all used to be the standard black back CD yeah, cases. And that's when they right. went clear, I had, and if I had to cannibalize another CD case, I would have to go through and find like a more modern CD case. Anyway, I had just real fast, I had a Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> CD. And I was like, oh my God, if you hold it up to the light when the CD is not in the case, there's like this secret star asterisk looking symbol that shines through but it was just the actual the like school the cd sits on oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like Whoa. wait it's on all the yeah. cd cases <laughs> miles where can people find you what's a tweet you've been enjoying oh man you can find me on twitter and instagram uh at miles of gray uh some tweets that i like let's see let's if twitter was something's going on over here on twitters.com uh one tweet i liked was from uh past guest and wonderful comedian roy wood jr at roy wood jr tweeted he said wash twitter did y'all throw out your old cd cases or stash them in the garage for your kids to find in 10 years like we did our parents vinyls 
album artwork was really part of the listening experience. I, you know, I love nostalgia, but hate clutter. I'm torn. And he has a picture of a box of like all these empty CD cases. Like, oh, yeah. like cause you were all, we were all using case logics back yes. then. And we just fucking ditched the plastic sleeve. Another one I like is from, uh, Yesha Callahan at Y E S H A C A L A H N, uh, tweeted, I took someone I was dating to the Globes and we took a step and, and we took step and repeat photos. After we ended, he cropped me out of the photo and is using it on Tinder with the other photos. LOL. Wow. wow. Let me just use you for some Golden Globe step and repeat pics real quick. Uh, and then at uh, SleepyM1 tweeted, fuck wine tasting. Is soup tasting a thing? Trying loads of soups with fresh bread? Please. Anyone Ooh. else? Yeah. As long as they don't make you spit it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Please, please drink your soup responsibly. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A tweet I've been enjoying. Alicia Lutz or Lutz, L-U-T-E-S, tweeted, movie pitch. Jennifer Coolidge and Owen Wilson just saying, wow, at each other. (laughs) 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 Wow. All right. All right. All right. You can find... Us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy today? Uh, I think we're going to go out on the artist Gene Dawson, who is a uh, black Mexican artist from San Diego, uh, who describes himself as if Morrissey was from the hood, mm. if a little bit of Manchester and a little bit of Compton uh, is how he's described himself. There's a track called Bad Fruit with Earl Sweatshirt on it. And it's, man, th- he makes such genre bending music. It's wild. Like this sounds like part emo with Earl Sweatshirt rapping on it, but also like a Coldplay huge arrangement with like a string, like like an orchestra with like a huge quad. It's the, the track is very sonically busy like and dense, and it's a really interesting listen. So check out Bad Fruit, Gene Dawson, and Earl Sweatshirt. All right. Well, we will put that in the footnotes. It is a very dope song, so go check it out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeitgang, gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.